Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm Bob. I'm Alex. Today we have our special guest, Erica, back from the grave. Yo. It's been a while. Yeah, it's dusty in here. I blame Bob for everything. It's not my fault. You're just blaming me because you don't want to get yelled at on Xbox. Oh, no, it's absolutely your fault. <laughs> I mean, who else's fault would it be? Hey, you guys are the hosts. I'm just a special guest. So. <laughs> All right. I would like to start with a discussion of the season of Westworld. It's been that long. <laughs> we... Talked yeah, we about, covered with like the first couple episodes, right? Yeah, but we haven't um No, we haven't done anything. We since haven't posted then, right? that episode, so Did I that don't episode know. really not get up? Uh no, the files got the because the the it the battery died in the middle of recording that and I've had trouble recovering the file. Oh, that sucks. That was a really good episode. Um I'm gonna still try and continue working on it, but Are you? Yeah. Probably. That's a no. Um, Alex, uh, go ahead. Kick it off. Kick us off. So let's just assume we've never talked about Westworld on this podcast. And really, we haven't talked about it much at all. I've been avoiding texting about it because I don't want to talk about it too much and then have to talk about it on the podcast. Fair. So I think the season needs to be viewed through this lens. It's a good show. And I think a lot of people want it to be a great show, and it is absolutely not a great show. I would uh, 100% agree with you, especially I, after this season. The first, second, third, and fifth episodes are awful. They're awful, awful. But four was really good. Maybe the best show of the whole series run so far. What happened in episode four? Remember? That was the one with Bernard um, and Elsie, I think. Was she in the one in that episode? Or had she not appeared yet? That might have been where he found her. That was the one where they do all the background about James Delos and all the work they oh, put in on that him. Oh, that was a good episode, mm-hmm. yes. It was a Bernard and Man in Black episode. So the two best storylines and no no Dolores and no Maeve to be found. They really so. fucked that up this year. Like, they really, really, really fucked it up. Though I will say my favorite episode was, I think it was episode nine. What was it, oh. Kitsuya? The one where you saw it through the eyes of the uh, the Native American guy. That was eight. Was that eight? Yeah. That was a yeah, that, that was a great, great episode a, a of Cheke, television. Or how do you say his name? A Cheke, something like that. Yeah, I'm not, we're butchering it. We're sure. horrible white people, of course we are. <laughs> but that was a very good episode. A nice little standalone story of mm-hmm. just this guy who's been awake for as long as anyone, trying to figure stuff out. I really, that was probably my, that in the uh, Delos one was my, uh, my tops for the season. I love the call out where they showed that scene where, you know, Delos always, no matter what he does in his life, no matter what decisions are put in front of him, always ends up in the same spot with of Logan. casting his son off with Logan. And his, his son, as he's walking away, tells him, dad, we're all the way down now. Which is the same way, which is the same thing he said when he was cutting his face up in front of the mirror. We're all the way down now. 
there were moments in the season that were great, but I thought the timeline wonkiness was really fucking stupid. It was completely unnecessary. Yes. Well, just think about how much better Dolores's storyline would have been had you understood her motivations from the start of the season. It would have made it a lot more interesting because it was just like, okay, she's just kind of doing things to do things. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it makes it a great storyline, but uh, I I do think it vastly improves it, you know, because it it was all, you know, they they did the whole twist thing last season and then they insisted on doing it again this year. Well, and that was to their detriment. It was like that last season was, I I enjoyed it much more than I enjoyed this season. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that, twist was cheap no this year i just was like oh we're doing this again i think the back half of the season was very good it was if you know as a as a mystery show and paying off mysteries yeah it wasn't that great but i thought the story they told was good overall they're kind of going in this direction now that they've determined through their studies that humans can't change but the hosts can if you change their code. So that's kind of like, I don't know if that's really change. It's like did, like it's when not. Dolores changed Teddy, she changed him. But then again, he did end up going back to what he was. Right, right. So was Which, that... by the way, that was a great scene. That was yeah. cool. James Marsden, like, and I never for a second. I thought the moment he pulled out the gun, I'm like, oh, he's going to kill himself. Like, I don't think, I don't know how anyone could watch that and think he was going to shoot Dolores because no chance he was never going to shoot Dolores. But that whole scene was awesome. And Evan Rachel Wood finally got something to latch on to because they really saddled her with an just an awful storyline. Well, because it wasn't anything. Well, let's you know what? Let's let's go through each storyline because there's kind of like five parts of the season. There's the Maeve storyline. There's Dolores. And they all interact a little bit in some way, but these are like the main storylines. There's those two. There's the Bernard storyline. There's the Man in Black storyline. And then the fifth one is just the overarching background of the park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's start with what I consider to be the worst one, which, was, you know, got better at the end, but was mostly bad. The Dolores storyline. Yeah, didn't do anything for me. She was such an interesting character last uh well, the most interesting character in season right. one, the, the, outside of Ford. The thing that I think I, I need to kind of hit home here is I like where the season got us. I'm here for uh, Dolores v. Bernard in a sort of Magneto versus Charles Xavier kind of thing. And Dolores is the antagonist. Yeah, I'm about that. Which is a surprising turn from the first season. Right, but I'm here for it. I'm all yeah. about it. I think that could be great. I just thought the way we got there was fucking terrible. I like the now that we're here, because one of the problems with the show the whole season was, okay, Bernard is clearly the protagonist, but I don't know who the other protagonists necessarily are. Like Maeve was, but is Dolores or not? Like she was kind of in the tweener role for Mm -hmm. a pro wrestling reference. Man in Black has always clearly been the bad guy. I mean, from day one, something happened to him in the park when he fell in love with Dolores and then realized how much bullshit that was. Right, the switch it flipped. broke and, his mind right, forever. He's done. Oh, yeah, we gotta talk about that fucking post credit sequence. We'll get to Love that. Right. We'll get to that. So, yeah, I thought the Dolores storyline was pretty bad. 
Well, I did think but it got, why is it bad? It's bad because you you just don't understand what she's doing. You don't know what her motivations are. Well, because know? they're they're exactly because they're doing the time hijinks. They're having her talk in riddles and be very vague. And if from the beginning she was more clear about her motivations and they were telling the story in a linear fashion, now her storyline would have been better. It ended very different than this comparison, but the the first half of the season with Dolores felt a lot like Bray Wyatt. I'm flying in with the reference. Right, it's a whole lot of sound, a whole lot of fury, and then he gets beaten because he's a fucking job. It it, it was just like like nonsensical. Sound and fury and nothing behind it. Well, and is she still like Wyatt? Like, what what's up with going on with that? Is there's well that just kind of that's got... one of the issues still with the show is they seem to say their way of telling you in the show that they're a completely awake and in control of their own actions is that they found their voice. You know, like Bernard at the end realizes that Ford isn't there. He's found his voice. He realizes now he's in control of everything. And so I think like the first season was very much about Dolores kind of realizing that it wasn't Arnold talking to her. No, coming it was, into consciousness. It right. was her own mind. Um, but what, where, where did I start? What was the question? No, you said it, this season was kind of Bernard getting there. Right. Yeah. But I didn't think we needed to do that. The, we didn't need the whole season to do that. They should have just, if they yeah. told the story linearly, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Because it would have made more sense. There were times, and I'm good at following shit. I actually, like, pay attention and watch. There were times where I was turning to you and I'm like, what fucking timeline are we in? I'm, like, lost. I was never lost with what was going on on the show. I thought they were pretty clear about what timelines they were in and everything. That wasn't the issue for me. You just call me a fucking moron now. No, no, no. But I just think those first, like, three episodes especially were so much time fuckery mm-hmm. and being very vague and not telling you anything that was going on that it just became like we're just drudging through the shit well, here. remember, like, in the, the first couple of weeks of the season, when we, the little bit we did talk about it, all we could think was we we just need, like, an answer You need to start to throwing out some something. answers. Right. You know, just We're wading into anything. lost territory here. You gotta... You got to be a little careful. Yeah. You know, because there's goodwill. Like, I'm still going to watch the show. I'm not like tuning out of the show. No. But I, I need you not to collapse under the weight of your own mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought they turned it around in the end with now, okay, Dolores has a goal. Mm-hmm. She wanted to destroy all the human backups that they had. She wanted to destroy all the host backups they had and then go into the real world, essentially, and wage war. And start a robot, start a host revolution, pretty much. I'm into it. So we know, now that we got there, we know what her role is, and I liked, I actually did, I think Tessa Thompson overall has been pretty bad on the show. She hasn't been doing anything for me, part of that's her shitty character. But I did like her doing the the Dolores voice when she did the turn. (laughs) And that's another example. I think all those scenes with Hale post being Dolores would have been way more interesting if there was a little bit of intrigue of her trying to fake her way through these mom- these these scenes. Well, I think there would have been a little bit more tension if you if you knew or if we had some sort of a nod that it's actually Dolores in there. Yeah. 
then it's like, well, fuck. Even a hint. Because well, I think a lot was, of people thought that, but there, there was no hints from that the was, show. That was one of the great things about the first season was you had all these mysteries and things you were trying to figure out, but there was enough in there to like really to well, get you there we went if you're back paying attention. And we watched the first couple episodes of the first season again before the second mm-hmm. season started, knowing about the timey-wimey whatever fuckness. And, um, yeah, we were like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, see, when they get shot, they fall down, like, because it hurts more back in the past. Right. So it was interesting to see those... Yeah. Those I think little, to, like, hints there. And to your point, I think this season would be better with full knowledge of what was going on now if you went back to rewatch it. That's what I've heard, that folks think it's going to be better upon a rewatch, but it's like... But it, you shouldn't have to watch it once to be good a second time. No, exactly, exactly. Um, Since we're kind of... Uh, we talked about it a little bit, can we talk about how Stubbs is just like... Uh, well, that host was. Or I mean, some he, shit. you you definitely have to think he's a host after that final scene with him. I turned to him and I was like, it "Was I have, laid on so thick." I have an emotion in my heart listening to this, and it's hatred. I hate this. Well, how would he magically have the power of knowing that she's a host? Oh no, no, no! It's not that I. One, the laying it on way too thick was like, okay, yeah, we, we got it. I got it. It's just core directive. I got it. Okay, we're good. He's been at the park since before I could remember. Got it. But it's like, I don't like when we just do things for the sake of doing things. That's another thing that if you had had, like, maybe a little hint somewhere, I I would have been more about it. Right, because Stubbs came out of nowhere, and I'm sure if you talk to the creators of the show, they'll say, oh, there's this one little thing back in season one that kind of gave it away. But, eh. I it's just well the the thing is about it where they kind of um retroactively go back and magically pretend he was a host the whole time is that he is dealing with Hale who is actually Dolores all that time post taking her body or you know not taking her body mm-hmm. over but killing the original Hale right and he doesn't know and then she's going to leave the park and suddenly he knows it's like, okay, what sense does this make? Right. And this is my thing with the show. If we start sitting here and we try to punch holes in all the storylines, we're absolutely going to be able to. Because right. it's not a great show and it's not well written to that level. They're just kind of doing things. And I'm enjoying mostly what they're doing. But I do think they need to dump the time shenanigans with this next season. I would hope so, because I don't think it did. I don't think it did anything to help this season at all. I I thought it was actively to its detriment. What did you think of Maeve's storyline? I thought it was a complete waste of time. Started strong. Started very strong, but then it's just like I thought. As interesting as Shogun World could have been, and the whole... Well, that I- was nothing. The whole idea of, like, oh, they're reusing storylines, and it's all... Like, that... There, there's stuff there, but they didn't do anything with it. Well, there wasn't time in a ten-episode season to give an entire episode just to world building. But here, I think that points to a, a, a larger problem. You could have done everything that they did in half of a season. They stretched stuff out like, whoa, this season. Mm-hmm. Like, 
no, we could have gotten to where we we went a lot faster. Mm-hmm. That was my point about the first three episodes: is you only have a ten episode run. This is a lot of time wasting. Yeah, it really felt like they were like, "Oh fuck, you know, like we forgot to write like three episodes." All right, stretch, stretch, stretch. Yeah, so basically, Maeve's whole storyline ended up just being about wanting to find her daughter, no matter what. And I thought it was going to come around to her realizing that Clementine was really her daughter, like the Japanese woman at Shogun World did. Well, that's like the one that you chose. But they right. didn't even go to that. No. It was just like, oh, Clementine's dead, and take my heart with well, you, and here's, hey, here's Achete's well, wife. you do know that, um, you know, Maeve was always Ford's favorite, and there were so many hints throughout both yeah, seasons. Where the fuck did that, that come from? Cool scene. Because again, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins is like a fucking like god tier. But what? What? Oh, all right. That's the favorite. You think of her as a daughter? What the fuck are you talking about? When they went into the not the forge, but what was the other one? Uh all the the, the cradle. The cradle. That, they, ooh, that CR4DL. Like, fuck you. Just call it the fucking cradle. When they went into the cradle, you knew it's like, Ford's going to be in here. Thank God. And they go to the piano and you see his dog and it's fucking Anthony Hopkins. You're like, yes, the show is saved. Breathe that sigh of relief. Thank God. (laughs) Also, did you know um, that in a combat situation where people are getting killed left and right, um, that you will totally let your guard down just to get your dick wet uh, in a robot. That was like, that dude. was the worst scene of the entire run so far. Ew, he had just, she's she, pretty. She had just finished killing like everyone, all your friends. Everyone. And now them. you think you're going to get to fuck her. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> kill her. And when they got her brain fixed and everything, Go fuck her to your heart's content in the park. Why are you doing this now? Oh, you know, it's going to be all good. Let's fuck. No, you're dead. <laughs> this is, I mean, that was the, this thing with the show. The show is very lazy on certain things, and that was one of them. And look, that actress is ridiculously beautiful. But if she had just killed 30 of my friends, I'd shoot her in the fucking head the first chance I had. Well, you would assume so, Alex. And there were so many scenes like that with the security, like where Teddy's running a rampage through all the security guards, and the head guy, the captain, is behind him with a gun, and instead of just shooting Teddy in the fucking head, jumps on him and tries to get into hand-to-hand combat right, with a host. Let's fist fight with a fucking robot. Like, sure. And that went well for him. Security was so comically inept. Well, because it's like you guys have automatic rifles. Like, really? And you're in cars. If they would have come around at the end of the season and been like, oh, they're just hosts and we've kind of made them bad on purpose because we don't want them to kill any humans or anything, right? that would be one thing. But they never did that, so I'm just having to assume this is poor writing. Because they do all these scenes where, like, here's the thing. They're all robots with their killing abilities turned up to, like, maximum. (laughs) Couldn't you do scenes where the humans' security guards are, like, hidden behind stuff, but maybe part of their arm is exposed? And because Teddy's a fucking machine with all his abilities turned up to max, he's picking off shoulders from behind cover and stuff. And then he shoots him in the head. 
couldn't you have easily done stuff like that? And this all right, started you do when the they did the Oren Ishii. You hit the the ankle and they fall and then you get him in the head. They do. They do the. It's all started with that stupid scene at the fort where the oh, all I the hosts about that scene. all the hosts are in cover, and the humans with P nineties are just walking down the hill. Like if they gave me that order, I'd be like, I fucking quit. Like, I'm not high? walking down that right. goddamn hill. It's a killing field. I don't care if they just have muskets. I'm not doing that. Fuck you. Right. You don't well, have enough money. Not only that, we don't have anything like we don't have any long range weapons. Bomb these fuckers out of the fucking universe. We don't Who have cares? helicopters. <laughs> yeah. Any anything involving the security was written so poorly. It was actually unbelievable. Well, and just not knowing what they were trying to to get, it just all seemed so, like, I don't care. Whatever. What are the stakes here? I don't give a fuck. I'd like, I, I'd like to come back around to Maeve for a second. Somebody turn these dolls to evil. <laughs> so they got the, 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 I think one of the coolest shots of the season was that. Or with a katana. Uh, that was a cool shot. That was a check that was written that wasn't cashed, though. I was I, thinking of the bulls. Um, well, that was like, okay, we just wrote this her sitting in this... Well, that that's my point, is right. like, they wrote her a couple of like really badass scenes and that are almost like demo scenes. No, you know what it was? I, you know, I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was like when there was the writer's strike and Michael Bay couldn't write any story... So he just storyboarded some action scenes, and then he put those down. And he was like, "Okay, writer strike is over. Cobble a movie around this for me, please." And then we got Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Do we move on to the Man in Black? Well, so after the whole season, we now know without a doubt, there's no room for argument. The Man in Black's a monster. Yes, he's he's I actually knew that after the first episode no, of the first season. Uh, I know, but this is like absolutely without a doubt. This is not a good person on any level, well, even in the broken. even in the outside world. Right, he's busted. And I think they're kind of actually telling a story of like, like virtual reality addiction because the Westworld is pretty much a big video game, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much addicted. Yeah, and he's so addicted, he's broken with reality. You're right. And he thinks everything is forward fucking with him, which to some extent it is. I mean, to a little bit it is, right? And I'm going with the theory that he actually did kill his daughter. I don't think that was a host. I think that makes it more interesting if yeah. he killed his daughter. You yeah. know, because when we saw on the outside, I mean, we know he doesn't... There seemed to be some level of care there. I mean, to the extent that he's able to care about anybody, which isn't much. But that scene I thought was good, too, when he's telling his wife, like, no, yeah, I am actually, like, a horrific monster. Mm-hmm. And Well, it, it it's a really interesting question because could you imagine being at a point where you actually would legitimately question the nature of your reality? Like, where it is plausible. Every single day, Bob. <laughs> well, think- I'm waiting to wake up to right. be jacked out. It's really all that I'm hoping for at this point. But could you like that would just <laughs> endlessly fuck with your mind, especially because he was aware of the the program with Dallas Senior, mm-hmm. and you know not everyone was privy to that. Like so, at any point in time, 
you could, in theory, actually be a host, and you don't know it. Well, sure, because all you do is you go to bed one night, they kill you and put your brain in a host, and now you're a host. How would you ever know? You wouldn't. I mean, human, you would know, because you'd be dead. You're programmed now, but I, I see what you, I see. But I'm point. saying, how would you? How would you know they killed you? No, right. How would the host body know that they killed you? Wouldn't know, right? Right. You right. would just think I'm waking up for another day. Right. So yeah, I you know you can definitely see how that would completely mess with a person. Mm-hmm. And you know that that happens to people in real life. You know who think that the Matrix is real, um, if it isn't. But we could be in a simulation. How would you be. know? You wouldn't. That's but, a good simulation. But nice we don't were... sit around thinking about it because that technology, oh, as far not? as we know, doesn't exist. You're taking us. Oh, tinnitus. That's fun. Oh, it's almost like the machines know, Bob. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of the post credit scene? Well, did you see the interview the, the writers did? Yeah. The, so they explained they explained that's a far future scene and that is not going to be the next season but they're building to that. Okay. So I was mostly annoyed that it's a that is definitely show doing a post credit scene. I mean but. that that is definitely host Emily and it's definitely host Man in Black. Mm-hmm. And they've got to get to it one day. He I think the Man in Black is human as of right now in the storyline. I in, do as in, well. In present day storyline, I think he's human. I do too. I think mm-hmm. if it cheapens his character if he's a host. Well, and I think what that scene might be building towards, especially since it's like his daughter in host form running fidelity tests on him, it might be him trying to prove, you know, I didn't have to kill my daughter. I did have a choice. My mind was broken. Right, running through you know, it and seeing if there that, is, if that, that's not his like constant. Yeah. Right. That's that you know that's an interesting way to look at it. I also see it as a potentially as a form of punishment. You know, like whether it's you know if Dolores puts his mind in it and just makes him run through it until time ends. Right, cuz he's a monster. Well, it definitely seems like the way the show has it set up is if technology advances far enough and enough time passes you can put human brains in the host because remember when they started with Delos, his mind would degrade in like a day. Right. And by the 150th try, his mind had degraded in like 30 days. Right. They were slowly getting there. But it was taking, but like it was taking them 30 years right. to get it was that taking far. Way too long. Yeah. But the other thing they never address in the show is it's not an actual transfer of consciousness, it's a recreation. No, transfer of consciousness is what happens when uh, you put Johnny Depp in a computer. Yes. Well, you get, duh. A, you get a shitty movie called Transcendent. Well, sure, right, because the moment you put the brain in uh, the host, you've created a new person. Right, it's just a copy. Right. It's like the Star Trek theory. They're just creating copies and killing the old ones in the teleporter. But mm-hmm. then... The- <laughs> But uh, what did uh, Dolores say? They tweaked. That's how they got Bernard. It's like they were trying to do Arnold, but then they were like, "Oh no, he kept killing himself, so we had to tweak him." And well, that was in- that was a very interesting scene. That not only did Dolores create Bernard from memory, mm-hmm. she did such a good job of recreating him that he came back to the same spot of. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bob the dog very much needs all the petting he in the world. He just needs a right hand now. on him at all times. And if you don't give him all the petting, he starts pawing at you. Like, anyway, I thought that was very interesting that Dolores did such a good job of recreating Arnold's mind that he got back to the same spot of, no, kill me, kill each other, this is horrible, this is torture. And that's when she created Bernard, which is Arnold with tweaks. Well, and it's curious, it, it's, it makes you wonder then, would you eventually see a Delos analog with some tweaks? Because well, that, he that, kept getting to that same point, too. And because, so Dolores came to the same conclusion that the Forge did, which was, humans, when you recreate their mind, even in host form, they always make the same decisions in the end. They can't change. Right. Which is an interesting way to take the show. It's not a unique thing for science fiction. But it's unique. But it's interesting. Well, it is, and it's. I'll, I'll be interested to see that challenged, because I think that's one of the the things about humanity is you can change. Maybe not. I don't know. It's an interesting question to ask and an interesting question to debate, and I'll be interested to see how they go about that. Hopefully, not as ham fisted as it was this yeah. year. I thought the best storyline of the whole season, though, was everything with Bernard. And his development as time went on. Jeffrey Wright is just like killing it. He's doing his, yeah, he's killing it for sure. He's like, I finally got my HBO fucking show. All right, motherfuckers, let's go. This isn't a dream. It's a fucking nightmare. nightmare. (laughs) Well, and anyone else delivering that line, be like, oh, God. But he does it. It's like, okay. All right. Okay, Jeffrey Wright. I'm there with you. Well, and I thought it was interesting that they had the whole thing where you know, Bernard kills Dolores to stop her from deleting all that data. Mm-hmm. But he recreates her. And because he recreated her, Dolores, even though she's at odds with him, feels like, okay, I owe it to you now to recreate you. Well, that's where I'm getting the Charles Xavier Magneto kind of analog relationship. Because it's, there's that, not friendliness, but that grudging respect of each I, other? I do also feel like part of it is that Dolores isn't 100% sure that her approach will work, and but... This is the best chance for... For her ultimate goal of the host surviving, right. it's for both approaches to be going at the same time. Right, right. At the end, when it's Dolores and Hale standing there or whoever cause... do we think those are two Dolores's, or do we think someone else is in Hale's body I would imagine someone else is in Hale's body do you think it's like Angela and possibly maybe because that was kind of like her second in command yeah I guess it's possible yeah. I think I think Teddy's done on the show I mean I, I well, think he went to robot heaven right so yeah. you, you could bring of course they could bring anyone back ever that they want to but I think doing that sticking him there yeah he's maybe flashbacks which i really hope they don't i I want them to stick on a linear timeline now but i'd be surprised if we say james marston on the show again yeah it felt like that was the end of his character it felt like which is a shame because he's great on the show a a chatke even though he was barely on anyway he's done did they did it seem like they wrote off anyone else oh maybe um the female tech um Elsie, she might be done. Elsie might be gone, mm-hmm. yeah. Unless, you know, she's a fucking host, because everybody's just a fucking host. That's, of course. And then, um, who's the guy who wrote all the storylines? Oh, Lee. That was yeah. dumb, too. 
Oh, that was so dumb. I, I like I like the baby I like the babyface turn in the But end. it was just kind of like it just felt very unnecessary. Unnecessary. Yeah, it was like, "Oh, we need a moment here." Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Sacrifice yourself for no reason. It is funny. I was telling Bob a while ago, if you go back and watch that first season, they do a lot of foreshadowing through that character. That character foreshadows essentially all the events of season 2. Like he basically talks about how, you know, we're making them too advanced. These patches are pushing them to the point where they realize what's happening to them. It's a lot of that. Which, okay. However, an interesting point there is, um, what, uh, what's his name from Ghost Nation? He He was a very early model. And yet he still became self-aware. Well, the early models were all self-aware. They dumbed them down. Dolores was self-aware from day one. They show her. That's how she learned everything about Arnold. She was studying Arnold while he was studying her. Well, I think then they did patches. Like they made, and they made a point like. They dumbed them down and they closed off parts of their mind. They would do that when they died. They'd bring them in and they'd modify them. But he never, they said it was like he was in the park for like 10 years without dying. Which yeah, he, he was purposefully keeping himself alive and out of danger mm-hmm. because he knew God, that bad things would happen to people who would die. So fucking good. Yeah, it was a good, that was a really good episode. I think, you know, for me, the season overall on an F to A plus scale, I put it B, maybe B plus. It was like a good season overall. I'm looking forward to more of it. They have some issues they need to fix if they want to have a great show. Because the thing is on HBO, good shows don't tend to have a long life on the network. You need to be great. I think that's Especially fair. a show like that that probably has a pretty big budget. A prestige show. Oh, yeah. The budget for this is like insane. Um, or they've got an agreement where it's like, yeah, we've got a five-year story we want to tell. And I don't know if that's the situation. Or Maybe. Their ratings also keep going down. Their ratings are basically going down over time. Now, if this was WWE, that wouldn't matter. <laughs> but I think for the HBO, I mean, all it show, matter. All that shows happens with go like down. a lot of HBO shows, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of how much they go down. Right. If it's like a... Ooh, big nosedive. Because Game of Thrones has gone... I, I think it jumped back this last season because we're moving toward the ending or whatever, but... It's weird how sci-fi on TV never does well. I think the reason sci-fi struggles is because it tends to ask a lot of questions that people are uncomfortable with. Um, you know... The, well, no, the other thing, I think, is people... Like, I think one of the reasons Game of Thrones ended up so successful is people were like, oh, this is just, like, political drama set in, like, medieval times. People don't look at sci-fi like that. They're like, oh, that's, like, the spaceships and stuff. But if you look at something like The Expanse, which I haven't watched a ton of, but I've watched enough, where it's like, no, this is just all kind of rad political intrigue, but it's in space. Yeah. But it's kind of the simpler things that you're you know, used to dealing with versus a show like Westworld where it's literally forcing you to think about the concept of what is consciousness? What does it mean to be alive? 
you know, very philosophical questions rather than the more concrete things that you can relate to. My boss is coming over for work or for dinner after work. Make a roast. I don't know. What? So what were your? What would your grade on the whole season be? I'd say a C. I really like where we ended up, and I, I'm not gonna stop. I'm interested to see where we go, but a, a lot of the problems really kind of derailed it for me. I sit in like B minus B territory. Um, you know, it kept my interest for the most part. It kept me watching. Uh, I think it just the, there were structural problems and storytelling problems that they need to resolve because they have a great concept and there's definitely a wonderful story to be told, but they got to fix some of their basic problems. And they have a lot of good actors on the show, so they really have no excuses. These are all writing issues. How do we get Anthony Hopkins back for season three? Well, they can can do anything. (laughs) They'll figure it out. They'll find a way. Life finds a way, Bob. Yeah, I thought, like I said, episodes one, two, three, and five were like D or Fs. Like, they were awful. But I'd say the rest of them were B pluses or better. I don't know. Eight really, really did it for me. Like, that was a that was just a great episode. Of like, like I said, the the show you could poke a lot of holes in it if you want to, but it doesn't I mean, you could kill argue. my it doesn't kill my enjoyment of it. Oh, I like a ton of stupid bullshit oh, that yeah. you could poke a ton of holes into. It's just it's that execution, and I really felt during that Stubbs conversation. That it really felt like the show was like talking down to me. Well, well that was like really, and that added. really pissed as me great off. As Anthony Hopkins is, they gave him one line this season that was such a groaner. I, I you know, it was that it was in the bar with William at the party, and William walks away. Oh no, William walks away. Right, and he's standing there, and he's like, "Oh, well, let the game begin," or some shit. Oh, oh no, no, one no, William, more game. One more game, and it was like. Who, Who are you talking you talk to? to? <laughs> right. Who the fuck am I talking to? It makes sense that a egomaniac like that would be talking to himself, though. It, it came off. I wrong. mean, talk about a guy with a god complex. A little bit, just a little one. Erica, you know, yes. Bob, do you want to close? Any closing thoughts? Final thoughts, if you will. Final thoughts. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to season three. As am I. In like five years. Yep, probably. <laughs> It's weird. Ne- it's weird how the HBO shows like they'll be off for two years, but it doesn't feel that long. Sometimes it does. This wait for Game of Thrones. I'm not like salivating, but it's like can <laughs> keep, we, can keep we... waiting for the book, Erica. No, I'm done waiting for the book. I'm yeah. There's I'm no just, point. I'm done with that. I've got the wiki of Ice and Fire. Should it ever come out, I'll read that. I'm I'm solid. I don't need to hear about the breaking of the fast anymore and. Those books kind of lost me after four. Bob, I apologize, but it's time to talk about some professional wrestling. We have like seven hours worth of topics, and you you still got to cover wrestling. Oh that's yeah, one of the topics. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I'm. You know what? This actually we have isn't to gonna... talk about how Kenny Omega won the title through the power of love. Th- this isn't going to take that long. Let's start. Let's start with five that. hours later. Let's, let's start with that. We watched NJPW Dominion. And it was delightful. A few weeks ago or something. A couple weeks ago at this point. It was very good. I mean, this is the rating meter for wrestling shows. 
if Erica can sit there during a whole wrestling show and not get on her phone, you're watching some premiere wrestling. I didn't get on my phone once. I think I checked the time maybe once or twice. And that was like a four and a half hour show. But it keeps you engaged because you're not watching the same fucking match over and over and over. Everything is different. Yeah. The Oh, I meant to tell you, uh, Uprox did this really good write-up about, um, uh, is it Suzuki? The crazy Min- old Minoru guy? Suzuki. Yeah. yeah, it was outstanding. Oh, he's awesome. Oh, he's delightful. He's pure evil. I know, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Here's the thing with New Japan right now, directly comparing it to WWE, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave NXT out because that's sort of its own thing. If you're just comparing anything New Japan to Raw and SmackDown and the network specials it's really not fair it's it was for a couple the last couple years i would say it was getting more and more apparent how much better new japan was now the gap is so large it's not even comparable i can watch promos cut in japanese without subtitles and they're better promos than the ones i'm seeing on raw and smackdown in english that's ridiculous. Yes, it is. Now, if you give me subtitles or a translator, that's like to a whole other level. Because they're telling actual like stories. They're nice, simple stories. And they all the booking makes sense. If someone should be winning, they almost always win. If- well, see, and that's the thing. That's one thing I want to talk about. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. What drives me crazy about WWE is they get so like, oh, fuck, they guessed the ending. Swerve, swerve. Who cares? You're telling a story that has a logical conclusion. Like, look at the, I always point to this, but the Daniel Bryan thing. Like, you don't swerve that. You need to pay that off. Like, you've been torturing the guy for like four years. You have to pay something off eventually. You have to finish the story. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And then you just move on to something else. Mm-hmm. But they don't like to do that. Well, everyone's got to get 50-50. Right. Nobody can get over. It's all... And it's just... It... I was watching Raw this week doing the big fast forward. Mm-hmm. And I know you haven't been watching, but Seth Rollins is so hot right now. Like, mega over. Over more than anybody else on the main roster. More than Strowman. More than anybody. Well, he's exciting to watch and he connects. Right. And they have the match with Ziggler and McIntyre interferes. And they're doing the beat down. And then Roman Reigns music hits. And I'm sitting there like, Darner, 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 that fucking music. That used like, to be so cool. And I'm like, holy shit. This whole push of Rollins, this whole thing was all about trying again to get Roman Reigns cheered by pairing him with the hot baby face. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, they got me again. They got me again, Erica. It's just like with Strowman. It's the same fucking thing again. They are, this is like, and now in storyline, all everyone talks about is how Roman Reigns has been failing for like three years. What? Why are you pointing this out? Right. And why would I? Why am I invested in this character? Why do I give a shit about this character? I don't give a fuck about Roman Reigns. So yeah, New, New Japan is way better, especially when you bring the being the elite storyline and storylines and their expanding of storylines into it. The expanded then it's universe, like if you will. Way better when you take all of that into account, like where Kenny Omega gives uh, the Young Bucks the big hug after the match. 
and then Abushi gives him the hug, and the golden elite is formed. It's like, great. I love a nice faction. Well, because, well, one, why, what's wrong with factions? Why can't we just have, like, factions? Like, well, why, why can't, can't people be, be friends? Why can't, why, why can't people interact on the roster? Like, say what you want about the Attitude Era, and there's a lot you can say. It always felt like everybody had something to do. Everybody had something to do. The wrestlers actually interacted like human fucking beings. There w- it wasn't just like, okay, well, I'm going to run out and I'm going to perform. And then I'm just, yeah, I'm inconsequential. I don't matter. And I'm gone. Okay. So let's move on because I have to talk about the women because this is my pet peeve on the fucking show. They don't do this thing with the men that they do with the women all the time where they put the belts on the worst women on the whole roster and then ask the good women to have matches with them. It's so ridiculous. I don't even know what the male equivalent would be, but Carmella's the champion, and it's like, why? I don't know why. It's just so bad. I well, mean, if you, can, if you can't, can't have a good English. match with Asuka, you fucking suck. I mean, there's no two ways around it. Oh, no. Asuka could have a good match with us. I'm convinced of that, yes. Yeah. I believe I could stand there and have a good match with mm-hmm. Asuka while she ran around me. Yes. <laughs> I believe that of a couple people. I think and Daniel then, Bryan could do that. Kenny Omega could probably fucking do that. And uh, Ibushi could probably do that. And then too. this is going to sound... he did it with a sex dot one time. This is going to sound terrible, but this is That's actually... Happened, yes. This is actually Wonderful. what happened on Raw. Later. Alexa Bliss was the champion for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then Nia Jax beats her. And becomes and they the biggest have that bully whole, in the universe. Right. And it's literally, of course, the two worst women on all of Raw are trading the championship, but whatever. And then I see on like Reddit that Alexa Bliss very clearly went in for some surgery. Mm-hmm. And then the moment she's cleared to wrestle, she wins the championship back. So it was basically like, okay, Alexa, you're going to take some time off to go get some enhancements done. So we're going to take the belt off you and then put it right back on you. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I, I really don't understand why they even bother anymore. Because the belts don't mean anything. Of course they do. And that's the thing is, for a little while there, the women's championship actually meant something. And now it's Can't at such a low level where it's almost like diva division territory again. It's so crazy because if you're good, they're not going to push you. I mean, if you if you look at the roster of women, this is like, I know I shouldn't care, but I do. It's like when I get on Overwatch and I want to win. And people are like, why do you care this much? It's like, I'm an idiot. Why do you, of course, I'm 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 a fucking idiot. This is the same thing. Look at the roster and look at who gets pushed and who doesn't. And all the women that get pushed are the worst women. The only one who gets pushed who's any good is Charlotte. And that's for obvious reasons. Sasha Banks can't get a push. Becky Lynch can't get a fucking push. Bailey can't get a push. And part of me, I, oh, I, I'm always like, oh, God, these poor Asuka fucking can't people. get a push. Oh, don't get me started on that. But these poor fucking people, but they're they're making fucking money. So it's like... I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for me for having to watch it. No, I think because with, with people who really love it, there's a... Uh, it's their art. They want to... You know, you want to do it. You want to excel at it. And if it's you're just kind of like going out there and it's like, oh, yeah, Bailey, go. Yeah, you and Sasha are mad at each other still. We're gonna for drag, months. We're going to drag that out for another seven months. And now they're going to like therapy or something. 
I mean, if Dr. Shelby comes back. I did hear that Team Hell No reunited last week. Yeah, that was good. And that made I mean, me it made happy. no sense, but it's whatever. Who cares? Give me Daniel Bryan it's and fine. Kane hugging all day long. But the next Love pay-per-view it. with the women, the two women's matches that we know for sure are going to be Alexa and Nia Jax, which is going to be fucking awful. And it's going to be Asuka and Carmelo, and I've already seen that, and that was awful. Well, that's the other thing, though. It's like, I don't need to see the same match between the same people. 50,000 times. Right. You Especially have, when they're bad. You have such a large, talented roster of performers. Why do you keep doing the same fucking thing? I was watching parts of the NXT UK tournament that was on the network, and you should watch that. At least the second night. The mm-hmm. first night's kind of whatever. The second night's excellent. There was a Tony Storm Shayna Baszler match on that, and Shayna's like pretty good considering she's barely wrestled at all. And she does come across as legit for obvious reasons. Well, and she's got the character down. Right. Her match with Nikki Storm was pretty good. I haven't finished all of that uh, NXT in Chicago. Uh It was okay. I enjoyed it. It was okay. This was a really good match. And the reason was that Tony Storm is fucking excellent. And she should be like... She should be like a top star on the main roster. But instead... She's going to be like a top star in NXT and then she's going to hit the main roster and be nobody. It's so crazy. Well, it's almost like like when everybody uh, or when you hear people say, oh, uh, Young Bucks, oh, they should go. They should go to WWE. No, no, no. Stay no, far away. No, never go there. They're not stupid. Or, oh, Kenny Omega should go. No. What are you, high? Okay. The last subject, the last subject for this wrestling part is I will give credit where credit's due. To Ronda Rousey for having a very good match with Nia Jax. I don't know how she did it. It was fucking unbelievable. It's almost like, I mean, I don't... Whatever. Ronda's... It's almost like she's good at this pro wrestling thing. Yeah, she's a lunatic. I mean, we know her crazy views and everything. Yeah. She's an absolute lunatic. But... Anyway, what was Bob, what's Bob the dog sock. up to? Let him have your fucking sock. You don't need it anyway. Your foot's destroyed. <laughs> my foot is fine. Technically, <laughs> my it's knee. Um, no, Ronda's selling in that Nia Jax match was so good. And this is the one thing Nia has going for her. She's big. So if she does something to you and you sell it, it looks good. It's just well, that she sucks. I mean, there's that. But. That's the other thing, though. There's a very few people on the main roster who will, like, sell on offense. Yeah. You know? Like, Rusev does it. Well, a lot of them just don't know how to. I mean, Sasha, if we're just talking about the women, Sasha knows how to sell. Becky knows how to sell. And now I know that Ronda knows how to sell, and that might be it. I mean, when Nia hit Ronda with this power bomb. You would have thought Ronda just got dropped off a building. The selling was so good. That's what you're supposed to do. The pain in her face. Oh, I know. And that's one of the things about Japan is when you watch the Japan wrestling, they sell so much. Mm -hmm. and It's so great. And it makes it feel real. Well, it adds to the stakes, right? I mean, that's why I think somebody like Roman or John Cena towards the end when it got to be like, okay, all right. You know, the end of that Super Cena phase where it's like, you could hit this guy with a fucking atomic bomb and he'd just stand up right he after like the... Oh, right yeah, up. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. I mean, he could never sell. There's the, no fucking stakes. The, Why should I care? The one thing about Ronda, they have to... 
do something about her punches because they look so bad. Yeah. They're really, really bad. Does she have a little brother, Shane McMahon? She's punches? doing like something like that. It's so That's bad. Unfortunate. Um, but I love the I love did you see the segment on Raw where she went stone cold Ronda Rousey and destroyed Kurt and Alexa Bliss? Oh no, yeah, yeah, I read about that. That was a good segment. And when she powerbomb Bliss through that table, it was awesome. I mean, that's the one thing about Alexa Bliss, is she's so easy to hate. That when someone finally gets one over on her, it's like, that was great. Well, because that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. The villains are split. It's the whole, like, this isn't that difficult. No. That's what's so crazy. This isn't hard. Well, the, it's the thing in WWE is that the villains win all the time. The baby faces never win. Well, even then, though, the villains are like... Uh, I, and maybe I, I, like, I haven't been watching as much, but they do that cowardly heel champion so much where it's like... They're not a threat. They can't beat anybody, and they have to cheat relentlessly, so the belt doesn't mean anything. Right, and I think there's nothing wrong with having your champ, your evil champion cheat, but I need to be able to buy that they can win a match, too, well, though. I liked what they were doing, even though they were never going to be able to turn Asuka heel. I liked what they were doing at the end of her NXT run, where she was, she ran through everybody, but then she came up against Ember Moon, and Ember Moon was enough of a challenge she had start, where she had to start taking shortcuts. Start cutting corners, right. But she was still winning, and she's still Asuka. Right. Bob's going to just kill himself, so yes. let's move on. Okay. E3 was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good E3 in terms of game announcements. Uh, I mean, nothing really blew my hair back. Um, Resident Evil 2 Remake? I mean, I'm jacked for that. I'm really excited. Those to awesome. Shishima? That looked good, too. I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't fucking listen to me. <laughs> uh, um, Erica's already like, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> no, you know what was really disappointing to me was I was expecting a lot more from Square Enix, and I got a half hour of, like, a wet fart. I didn't watch that press conference. It wasn't the, even a press conference. It was just kind of like, oh, here's that Kingdom Hearts trailer you've seen five times already. The third-party press conferences <laughs> always suck. Hey, wait, hold on. Who's the guy they brought out for uh, Bethesda? Andrew for, WK? No, for... Uh, that was delightful. F- um, what's it called? For Fallout 76. Todd Howard? Yeah. He was great. Todd knows what's up. He knows how to work the crowd. I will say this also. What I appreciated about Bethesda's press conference was it was like, oh, you guys have been asking about the next Elder Scrolls game. We're working on it. That's all I need. Just, we're working on it. Thank you. You know what? Thank you. I appreciate you letting me know. That's that's one of the things I liked. I really like about Phil Spencer for Microsoft is Phil Spencer does not bullshit you. He'll tell you straight up. If you ask him a question and he can't talk about it, he'll say, I can't talk about that. But if but he'll say things like, you know, like in the press conference, he was like, look, you guys know we're working on another Xbox. Of course we are. You know, when's that going to come out? I don't know yet, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we're working on it. We're in the console game. We're in it long term. And I thought that was a cool part of their press conference when they were like, hey, you know, we acquired Playground Games and Undead Labs, which were essentially already like kind of like second party studios. But they like they only the worked fold. for Microsoft. It was Team Ninja too, right? No, they who didn't acquire it? Team Ninja. They acquired Ninja, Ninja Theory, Theory. Ninja who Theory. made Hellblade, which right. I haven't played yet, but everyone says it's excellent. Everything I've heard is that it's outstanding. And now you'd have to hope 
that a lot of these studios with serious funding could do a lot more. Well, and you hope it's not like an EA situation where you're just assimilated and then like... Okay, or or yeah. a Microsoft with Rare situation. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay. And what else? They bought Compulsion, which are making, who are making We Happy Few, which looks interesting. I think it has really good trailers. <laughs> I don't know how the game is. Right. And then what was the fifth one? Oh, they made that new studio in San Diego, San Diego or Santa Monica or something. Um, the starts with an I. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But they're making something. And it looks like part of the reason they acquired Playground Games is to add more staff. And they're possibly, no one knows this for sure, but they're possibly working on a Fable game. Oh, there you go. So, and I mean, Playground, you know, the Forza Horizon series is excellent. I mean, if you like racing games, that's the racing game. So, they, you know, they acquired some high-end no, studios. it's Gran Turismo. No, Alex, it's not. get on the fucking game. You don't even believe that. <laughs> well, what? You get a Gran Turismo game every, like, ten years? I don't... If it's not, like, a kart racer, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think you would actually really like Forza Horizon because it's arcade Well, that I think that would be, you know... For for the for the simulation games like that they don't have good arcade modes is insane because you would sell so many more copies just to people who want to fuck around. But I don't know that was just always my take. Uh, there were a few little indie things that looked uh, interesting too. That uh, was it, Runic or the little fox Tunic. one? Yeah, that one. I thought that looked good. The isometric Zelda like, knockoff. Yeah, exactly. Look good. Give it to me looked now. Interesting. Um. Um, Alex, what did you think of Sony's conference? I didn't like the structure of it, but I liked the content. Like the whole, it was so weird at the beginning where they start and they do the whole thing with the musician leading into the last of us part two. And I liked what I did. The whole stuff with the musician that was all, it's like, can we just skip this bullshit? And then they did it again with ghosts of Tsushima. It's like, these guys are great, but I'm not here for this. Right. Right. This is like listen, watching music at a wrestling show. It's or like, or have them playing like during something happening on the screen. Or in the pre-show. Or something, right. Anything it... but making me watch this for five minutes. Right. <laughs> so they did Hey, that... that guy was wailing on that flute, though. <laughs> well, and they, they showed The Last of Us Part Two, and that, hey, that looked interesting. That looked good. But there's lesbians in it, Alex. Yeah, that's a downside. Those goddamn <laughs> SJWs are ruining my games. I had to look at girls kissing. Who doesn't like that, Erica? People. People. I'm into it. People, man. Let's do this. Fun fact, you know, Ashley Johnson, the voice of Ellie, is on Critical Role. Did the other girl that's in that, that thing for The Last of Us Part Two? do you know who's playing that actress? It's uh, Elsie. From Westworld. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I don't know the actress's name. Yeah, she's Elsie from Westworld. That's fine. Then not the facial model, obviously. That's somebody else. But she's doing the voice she's doing and the, the, voice the, um... the motion capture. Um, who was it? Well, it's Bethesda, right? That's taking the Mass Effect mantle. Oh, with Starfield. Yeah, I'm into that. That. That was like nothing, though. That was like we're gonna make a game. No, it's an announcement. <laughs> like it, it, got, it was rumored. There's been rumors about it. Yes, we're making this. Uh, but it, I mean, obvi- they showed absolutely nothing other than like 
a pan out from a the upside down Mass Effect logo. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean it's clearly trying to, to elicit that. Oh, this is Mass Effect because EA isn't going to do it anymore. Um, well, it's stepping in and filling a need. Yeah. Well, there's a market, and EA is going to shut down Bioware after Anthem tanks. Um, yeah, I have no interest in that game at all. So. It's just not, I, yeah. Um, Why don't you like cooperative multiplayer games? I don't like people. For that me, hurts. I'm sorry. I When I want to, like. Imagine a four-person squad, Erica, of me, you, Bob, and Dong. I don't know that I've ever met Dong. That's not true. You would love Dong. That's not true. He's yelled at me on Twitter before for not posting <laughs> about stuff. A fair yelling. It's fair. That's fair. Would that squad not be fun? I mean, think of how much fun we'd get to make of Bob. <laughs> I will say that I was, mo- and just because I like Fallout, I was moderately interested in Fallout 76, but I was just like, it's online. Well, I, I knew oh, once, that's they my knew, jam. once they said it was an online game, I knew you were out. Right. But I'm still kind of like, I, I was thinking about it afterward, and it was just like, I don't know, maybe, but... I don't know. It's just, I, I, I like my single player games. Well, at least with, you know, I, they, I, I did appreciate that they spent time saying, you know, if you do just want to play this on your own, you're going to be able to do that. Like, you still have to be in the world with other people, but you don't necessarily have to play with them. See, at that point, though, why don't I just play Fallout 4 again? I don't For know. For a new experience. That's like that's like saying, why don't I just play Call of Duty 4 forever? Well, I want new experiences. Well, yeah, you want their built-in new um, Battle Royale mode and no single-player campaign. I can't believe... I do like the idea of nuking other people, though. That sounds kind of fun. I, don't, I can't believe how Fortnite's taken off. Fortnite is a juggernaut. I also think it's hilarious that PUBG Corp dropped their lawsuit. Oh, did they? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. Cause of course. What are you? What, what was the Why thought Why would you process? sue them if you're just going to drop it like a month later? They don't like money. They wanted to. They really like their lawyer, and they wanted to give them some. You know, <laughs> they're going to pay do. you to work on this for a month and then fire you. <laughs> well, because uh, Epic said, "Oh, oh, you want to continue use the Unreal Engine." Oh, that's oh man, that's that's a shame. That's gonna cost you a lot of money. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, here's the thing: there's nothing to sue over. You got beat. You know you. There were some details that came out that were um uh, that did show Epic in a pretty shitty light. Now, did they do anything uh against contract or legal? It doesn't sound like it. But the detail that I heard was that. Uh, you know, uh, PUBG Corp went to Epic and said, "This is what we want to do with your engine," and they 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 asked for a little assistance on it. Um, and their contention is that Epic took work that was done as part of their effort and regeared it to Fortnite. Uh, do you have any proof of that, though? I don't know. I, the if thing. they did, if they really, if they had solid evidence, I'd imagine the lawsuit would They'd still be going. They'd probably still be going forward, right? Right. But it also, look, if you look at PUBG and you look at Fortnite, yeah, they're both Battle Royale games, but 
they're very t- distinct, different properties. Right. Wait, wait, can you actually copyright? Well, it's like looking at Pop Resident G. Evil and then looking at Silent Hill and being like, oh, well, Resident Evil's got a case against Silent Hill. Well, and, you know, I've even played a little Fortnite. Not much, but I tried it out. I mean, it feels like a finished, polished game, whereas PUBG is still in early access. That's the big thing, and that's why Fortnite is killing them. Because when you play PUBG, especially on the Xbox, it's a fucking disgrace. I mean, it should not be on the Xbox in its current state. Yeah, that's huh? It can't even maintain 30 FPS. The game looks like ass. It looks terrible, even on the X. It's not particularly fun because it's always lagging. You know, you're watching bullets go straight through people and then they kill you. It's a bad experience. And then you get on Fortnite. And look, these aren't my types of games. I don't enjoy these um, Battle Royale survival games. But you play on on Fortnite, locked 60 FPS, visually appealing. Everything works the way you would expect it to. Of course you're getting smoked. It's not surprising that it's... Right. And Epic's iterating really fast. Like when that game first came out, it was 30 FPS. And then like a month ago, they're like, yeah, we're up in the frame rate to 60. It's like, you're dead. You're screwed. Yeah. And they're, they're iterating really fast. They're adding content. They add like temporary modes. They see what works. They see what doesn't. They take stuff out of the game. They put stuff in. They rebalance. And PUBG every like month is like, here's our little patch of bug fixes. <laughs> oh, we added a battle pass. Gee, where'd you get that from? <laughs> well, that's the well. One of the things that uh, uh, what was it Jim Sterling brought up in the lawsuit was they were like, "Oh, well, we invented using a frying pan in in battle." And it's like, have you guys ever played a video game before? Like, <laughs> you remember Left for Dead? You remember that? No, mm, convenient. Yeah, but um, back to E three. I thought Sony's press press conference had a little, a lot of good content. It was the structure. Where they yeah. went to that Last of Us Part 2 video. It's like, oh, this looks cool. And then they cut to like three people at a ch- table. You're like, what the fuck? It was really choppy. It was and then they're like, oh yeah, we're moving people to another room. They should have just what? kept them all in that initial room. Yeah, so stupid. Sense. And so you had to wait like 20 minutes. And then they, you know, they showed some good stuff. Ghosts of Tsushima looks awesome. This is, okay, mm-hmm. this is the oh, big I thing. Oh, I would like that game like right now. That this looks is gorgeous. My Alex. big thing with all the... Um, Sony games that they showed at this press conference it's can they keep this quality of presentation throughout the game because Ghost of Tsushima was like this looks unbelievable but I have my doubts there's going to be detail like this present throughout the world right and the same thing with The Last of Us Part 2 and what else did they show I thought it was actually funny they ended the show with Spider-Man because I know that Spider-Man though I know that's coming out the closest of all of those September I want to say but it like was like kind of didn't look like anything special to me. Oh, see, so it looks like the Arkham Asylum games for Spider Man, and I'm fucking here for it. It 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 was weird to 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 go out on a Spider Man game, um, but but everyone's about it. So what the fuck do we know? What what else does <laughs> show, Sony show for first party? There are four games, right? Yeah. What was the other game? Oh, it was Death uh, Stranding. Could, yeah. That weird fucking thing. Oh, Kojima. It was so funny because when they, I think I texted one of you when they were first showing Death Stranding and the blonde woman shows up. Bless you. You're I was like, is me, that yeah. Angela from 
Um, the Office from Chick from no, Westworld. From Westworld. Yeah, it looked. But then I realized, no, it's uh, the other actress who was in Blue is the Warmest Color. I can't remember her name though. Right I wanted to be Angela from The Office. <laughs> yeah, what do you, what did you think of Death Stranding? Very Kojima. It's a Kojima game. That's all you need to say about it. I'm sure it'll be solid. It'll be way too many cutscenes. And Guillermo del Toro is in there somewhere. It'll be a movie. And so is Mads Mikkelsen. You know you know who can't wait to play a movie where you hit some buttons every once in a while? The creators of Uncharted 4. <laughs> I still haven't played it. I don't know that I ever will. Uh, but you know, someone, uh, uh, we were watching it and we are saying, man, we've really got to play this on the best possible experience. So, we're going to have to keep an eye out for a good trade-in on the PS4 to uh, get the PS4 Pro when it eventually comes around. Your words. Your words. You were the one that said it. Yeah. Is this true? It is true. When we were watching this, I jokingly said, well, we got to get a PS4 Pro, and you were said... Yeah. That doesn't understand what a joke is. It wasn't a joke. Was it really more like, yeah. Yeah, fuck you, dummy. Like that? (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. God damn it. There was something that I wanted to make you watch or ask you to watch. And I could have sworn I texted Bob about it. And I cannot remember what the fuck it was for the life of me. Shit. Here's the thing, Erica. You know what's funny to me? Hmm. Is Bob just... I always knew there would be something else, right? After the TV. We all fucking... Okay, can we talk about the surround sound? Hey, the surround sound was always here. Oh, yeah, those two speakers in the ceiling, those were always here. That that receiver, oh, always here. So, you knew this was all going to happen. What's funny is Bob now wants a PS4 Pro, but yet he still doesn't play video games... And he bought a gaming TV. Don't don't try to understand Alex, it at all. Look, I have one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got Bob start eleven counting, movies over there. Bob, why don't to you watch. start counting the number of games you've played in the last fifty years? Wow. You, do you need two hands? Go into Her the fault. negatives. <laughs> God damn it! What was the fucking show? It wasn't long. It was only like ten episodes. And it's just, I just can't fucking remember. Did you ever get around to watching the first season of Glow? No. I the need second to, season the second started. season just came out. Yeah. Have you guys watched oh. Luke Cage yet? Second season? I don't think I watched the first season. No. Mm. I stopped watching. I haven't watched any of those Marvel Marveled Netflix out. shows. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with just, the, I'm good with the movies. I don't need have their you, TV Have universe. you caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet? No. You're the worst. I'm... A season and a half behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's one of those shows that I feel that you can just kind of come back to, like... At any point, Whenever, because yeah. you sat down, was it last year? And you caught up? Yeah. And I sat down and I caught a couple episodes with him, and I was like, oh yeah, this is still it's still entertaining. Hey, I've still got some more games stuff. For I'm you. ready. Um, the, so, I sent you the link earlier this week about... Um, Xbox keyboard and mouse support. Mm-hmm. Is that going to go over at well at all? 
Well, I think it all depends on how it's implemented. It sounds like they're going to leave it up to the developers game to game, but they're going to strongly encourage you to separate controller and keyboard players. And that just makes all the sense in the world. I mean, if you're going to do cross-play, like here, I'll give an easy example because I play Overwatch. If you want to do cross-play on Overwatch between PC and Xbox, Mm -hmm. and you want to say, you know, anyone with a keyboard and mouse plugged in is going to automatically be put into a cross-play queue where you could play with people on the PC or people on the Mm -hmm. Xbox who are only using mouse and keyboard. (laughs) I'm totally fine with that. I have zero issue with that happening. And if you're a controller player and you want to voluntarily put yourself into a queue where you're playing against people on keyboard and mouse, you can have a fucking blast. I mean, you're going to get shit on, but have fun. <laughs> if any developer who implements something where you're being forced to cross those peripherals into one playlist, your game's just going to bomb. Yeah. I mean, there's no if ands, or buts about it. I mean, I, look, I'll give the Overwatch example because it's easy. Overwatch controls like absolute ass on console. I have no idea why. You know, I don't have this problem with any other shooter, but there's something about their aiming curves or just the sensitivities. That's interesting. It's very weird, but it's so... Well, here's the thing. One of the reasons is is that let's say you're playing Call of Duty or Titanfall or Battlefield. They have a snap mechanic, right? Where you, it kind of- you get over somebody... And then you hit left trigger and it scopes in on them. And when you scope in, your sensitivity is radically decreased to help you stay on target. Gotcha. Overwatch does not have that mechanic. So, oh, so you're kind of so you, you have to. And in Overwatch as well, everyone isn't the same size. You know, there's D.Va, big tank, easy right. to hit. There's Genji, little ninja, hard to hit, fast moving. And so you have to try to get your set and people are all around you. They're not only in front of you. So you have to try to dial your sensitivity into a point where not only can you turn fast, but then you can aim accurately and that's tough to do. And I don't think they've done a good job with it from a developer standpoint, but it's whatever. I don't think it's ever going to change. I remembered. Um, but as long as they keep the playlist separated or they have good implementations, mm-hmm. who cares? I mean, no, it seems like a, like a, a kind of a no brainer. But yeah, it's like like you said, can you? Are they going? Are the developers actually going to enforce that? I think they will because if they don't, the people just are going to stop playing. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing I had for you? So, oh, are you very happy with your hamster, Mac? Did you see that? He did. It's adorable. Hammond. His name is Hammond. Yeah, Hammond the hamster. I love it. God. He's a he's a super smart hamster who built himself a mech to fight in combat. Does he have a video yet? He does have a video. Of course, he has a video. It's adorable. That makes me happy. Um. Uh, Going to Black Ops 4. So I've I've been following this around a little bit. Um, Basically, if you actually want to play the game and not miss out on things, you're going to have to spend like $100 up front. Because to get the season pass, you have to buy it as part of a special bundle. See, here's the thing, though, with that. I mean... If you're going to get, like, that many hours of play out of it, 
sure. You know, whatever. Well, I think pre-buying any DLC is usually a dangerous game because you never know what's actually going to be delivered. There is that. There is definitely that. Right. And I wouldn't trust Activision to deliver me a pizza, let alone video game content. Well, and what sucks about it... Are you concerned about the uh, new From Software then? Because they're with Activision with that, aren't they? Isn't... Oh, uh, Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. Activision Publishing... It sounds like From has a lot more control than normally would be had. They may be trying out the distribution with Activision, but I don't know. Activ- it is concerning. Activision ruins everything. It is so concerning. It's definitely concerning. I um yeah, oh. I'm see I'm concerned. It's a different type of game though. It sounds like it's going to be very just action oriented. Maybe difficult, but not with all the RPG systems that are usually in From Software games. You're getting Neo too as well. Yeah, if you you still haven't played Nio One? No, no, I gotta pick it up. It's on my. It's a good uh, game. My uh, Amazon. It's a good game. List. It's more. I'd say it has more in common with Diablo than Dark Souls, but it's definitely hard. At first, it gets easier. As Once time you kind of, you gotta get into the groove of playing it. Well, not only learning the cadence of the game, but also you get gear, and the gear dramatically improves your character to the Sweet. point where you start shitting on people. All about that. Yeah, I like gear chase games. That's why I like Stardew Valley so much. What, uh, what TV <laughs> show or whatever did you want me to watch? Did you ever see BoJack Horseman? No, I had definitely thought about watching it in the past. Because it's coming back in September. Mm-hmm. And we've never like talked about it on the podcast at all. And I thought that that might be an interesting thing to do recaps of. Mm. It's a great show. Well, we still have to finish the challenge stuff. Yes. We still have to do... Dirty 30, and we still have to do Vendettas. Did we really never record for Dirty 30? I thought you guys did. Nope. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it this We point. did record for Rivals 3. We need to post that, by the way. I thought I did. Nope. You did Invasion of the Champions. Oh, okay. Well, then it's just sitting there. I have to hit post. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we still have to do those two. But after we do those, I mean, you know, it's whatever. Okay, cool. The fr- I'll be interested to see. It'll be interesting to watch with somebody who who hasn't seen it before. Because we were talking about this the other day, and you said you'd have to wait until the show was over. But I think it's in the argument for one of the best television shows ever. If you want to watch one of the best television shows ever. Here comes ever, the Americans recommendation. Now that it's over, watch the Americans. I've been telling everyone for fucking years. I did tell him that now that it is finished, we will have to watch it. I don't know what's number three, but number two and number one are The Shield and the, Americans. and the Americans. I thought The Challenge was number one. In my heart. <laughs> I will say, in all seriousness, <laughs> CT from The Challenge is one of the best TV characters of all time, regardless of reality TV or not. I think that's a very fair assessment. And I put Johnny Bananas up there, too. I think that's very fair. Because I'm very invested in both of them. And I fucking love CT. CT's the best. He's wonderful. We should get him on the podcast. <laughs> Call him up. <laughs> hey, CT. When are you in Chicago? Next time you're in the city. Now, I will be very interested to hear what you think of BoJack. It's a really good show. First half of the first season is a little slow. Yeah. But it re- once it picks up, it's like, oh, oh, we're doing this. It's really good. Mm-hmm. The last season was amazing. 
Have you been keeping up on Archer? No. No, we stopped watching after Archer Vice. I didn't even think we got through Vice. I thought we finished Vice. I didn't think we did. I didn't Pam, did. like, she's fat and then she's skinny and then she got fat again, which I appreciated. I enjoyed the newest Pam's season my spirit of Archer. Animal. I love her. Well, this is it, right? Are they done after this one or no? No, they're doing more. Oh, they are, I okay. thought there was one more after this. Because this is like the one set in like the 40s or 50s, right? They Yeah, they just did one. It was Danger Island. And I thought it was actually a good season of Archer. No, the last one we watched was Archer Vice. Yeah, been a minute. Because those first like two or three seasons are Well, they set the bar perfect. so high. Just so great. <laughs> Your authority is not recognized in Fort Kick-Ass. And yes, Pam is the best. Fucking love Pam. I'm going to serve her I, Halloween a few years. Hey, I was, have I was, you accepted love into your heart and watched Steven Universe yet? No, I haven't. I'm so behind on TV. Bob, I have 25 episodes of New Japan Pro Wrestling on Access to watch. <laughs> okay, that's how far behind on TV I am. Well, that's the shitty thing. Once you do fall behind on something, it's almost like, all right. Oh, no, I catch up. It just takes time. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I have a hard time sitting down to watch a lot of TV. Like, I what I like about, like, video games is I could sit there and play a video game and mute the sound and listen to a podcast and kind of pass the time that Stardew way. Stardew Valley. I'm not sure yeah. what that hand motion was Have you been be. playing anything, Erica? Uh, Stardew Valley. That's it? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I got into a little bit of a funk a few weeks ago, and I was just like, this makes me calm, and... Makes me happy, so I'm just gonna do this. Still need to finish Prey. I've got um, a couple other things. I picked up Assassin's Creed Origins. I still haven't touched that. We have Dad of War. I haven't touched that. Um, and there was some stuff coming up uh, in the fall that I want to grab. So I got a I got a lot of catch up to do. What I am enjoying Far Cry Five. I haven't had a lot of time to play it, but what I've played, I've are enjoyed. you ever going to beat it? I might. Unless something grabs you. Yeah, well, let's think. Far Cry 5 hasn't grabbed me. It's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Is it driving me to finish? No. The last thing that grabbed you was Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, well, that's the best game uh, that, since Mass Effect 2. That you, like, stayed up. Like, you never stay up to play games. That you were up till like, 6 in the morning one night playing that game. It was like, oh, Bob's back. Did did you did you show Erica that Twitter thing I sent you today? No, I didn't. I don't. I didn't know if you would appreciate this, but it's a guy on Twitter did like ten or twenty comparisons of how certain porn star careers are very similar to certain pro wrestlers' careers, <laughs> and it's actually pretty funny. Alex, um, have you are, are you planning to go see? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Of course I'm not. Why would you're anyone? smart. You're smart. I thought Alex, you didn't even I thought you didn't even like the theater. <laughs> Alex, I read a synopsis of it and I was just like this this is just so bad that I I want to be I, clear. Thank you. I need to see this. I want to be clear. I don't want to go. He doesn't want to go. I no, think but I'm you are drag going him. to go. Let's I'm you know what? Dragged. You know what? I'm glad you brought this up because this reminds me. How about that stupid fucking article the other week where Brie Larson was complaining about how all critics are white men and it's it's affecting the oceans, whatever the fuck movie reviews? Well, no, here's the thing. If I, if I may. 
Hold on. You Get may. the soapbox. You no, may. it's not even getting up on a soapbox. It's like sometimes a mediocre movie is just a mediocre movie. Why? I've The last good Oceans movie was the first one, the remake. The yeah. second one sucked, and I didn't bother with the third one. I'm not interested in another Oceans movie. If you had made maybe like a heist movie with just like eight chicks and not called it an Oceans movie... And it was or kind just of, made a good movie in general. Or just made a good movie. You can't always blame... Fucking straight white men. I mean, for most things you can. You guys are the fucking dirt worst. But for certain wow. stuff, no. It's just like, no, you made a mediocre movie. I heard it was fine. I heard it was, you know, decent. But it's just not something... Well, I, wanna, I, I don't have an interest in I, seeing that. I have a couple of thoughts on this. Because I, I do know two people who went to go see it, and they enjoyed it. And it was fine. It was it was targeted towards them. Who went inside? Uh, co-workers. No. Um, but here, here's the thing. For the longest time, all movie, for, well, for a very long time, movies have in general been targeted at men. And women would go see it because there, there's nothing else. There's nothing else to go, to go see. see. Um. And as you know, coincidentally, even like a lot of the things that are targeted toward men, women like too because they're they're good. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's targeted towards men that's not good. See, sucker punch. Um, no, I didn't, and I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you know, so okay, we're gonna make a couple more, a couple movies now that are targeted to women. You can't expect that the return is going to be the same as you would get No, no, no. I don't even think it's, it's that. I think it's, you made a mediocre movie. But you can make a mediocre movie that's targeted toward men, and it will do well. Um, see any Transformers movie. Well, I guess it kind of depends, right? Because it's... I don't know. It's a, It's a weird conversation to have, right? Because it's just like... You could say it was a, a female-targeted movie. I had no desire to see that Ocean's movie. I didn't even realize it came out. Well, that's because you're a secret man. I mean, I do have a bigger dick than you do. I know. <laughs> no, but... Uh, Alex is like, didn't need to hear that. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks. I'm going to go. Alex is gone. He's left. But, no. I mean... Oh, usually the heavy sighs are just for me. Yay, Yay. someone else is doing it. I don't know, but it's like, because with stuff like, say, the Ghostbusters remake, mm-hmm. you had a lot of people come out, like, before that and get all, like, huffy bicycle about it, right? Like, oh, and there was some vitriol toward it I, being with women. Was there, was there that same vitriol for this movie, though? No, because it was just kind of an unremarkable, like, okay, it's another yeah cash grab remake thing. Okay, I, I, I don't know. I, I do think... You're coming out over the summer. I do think... I, I don't know. I do think there is something there to the to the different demographics and, you know, what people have historically gotten to make. Think of it, like, this way. Seinfeld cut across, like, all demographics. Everyone loves Seinfeld. Because it was the best. No, no show will ever be able to do that again. And we've seen since, you know, shows end up targeted towards specific demographics. And, you know, the studios all hate that um, because they just want another Seinfeld, but that's unrealistic. That was a once-in-a-lifetime show. Um, 
But Friends. Eh. I don't think Friends was ever as big as Seinfeld was. No. So no one so told you life was gonna My be review this way. on ba, 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 ba. my uh view on film reviews are you need to find people who generally have a similar taste to you. Correct. Because <laughs> If you read certain people, you're not going to get a representation of what you might enjoy or not. Like if I open up the Tribune and I read Michael Phillips, he doesn't like the same movies I do. So, you know, a great action movie might come out and he might just shit on it because he doesn't like action movies. So everyone needs to find reviewers that kind of have a similar taste as them. So when they watch or listen or read whatever their reviews if they see if you know if they review something and they shit on it well i might really not like this because they generally i generally agree with them i will also say though that there there may be not to say that there isn't bias out there because there just is but bias with everything i do agree with you though that you do need to find reviewers who have similar tastes to you but also a review is a review it's an opinion yeah. Mm-hmm. I will never understand, same thing with video games, why people get all up in arms because you didn't like the thing that I liked. Who gives a shit? Well, and what I think is interesting is it's been shown pretty credibly that it doesn't matter what critics say. No, not at all. Not for a big not for a big budget movie. The Transformers franchise has made hajillions of dollars. Marketing is the most important thing to how well a film does. I would even disagree with that. To an extent. Marketing gets people in the seat for the first weekend. Whether or not it's an actually good word of mouth from that first weekend drives how well it does over time. See, Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Yes. But, you know, the the only, the only movie, I was reading this last year sometime. The only movies where reviews actually make a difference are small indie films. Those are the only ones that are affected. Otherwise, people just fucking ignore anything the critics say. Well, because they either those little movies live or die by the the word of mouth. Mm-hmm. If if critics really mattered, Adam Sandler's career would have been over twenty years ago. <laughs> we never would have fucking gotten the five Transformers movies. Though, can I share with you my secret shame? Sure. I'm kind of interested in that Bumblebee movie because it's directed by somebody else. Sir Jonathan of Cena is in there. And it, 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 yeah. I've never seen any of the Transformers movies. You I just didn't have any interest. missing literally nothing. Yeah, I think it's the same thing as when studios would and still do complain about Rotten Tomatoes, that Rotten Tomatoes is like affecting the box office. Well, that office. shit is fucking hysterical. And that's me. absolute bullshit. And I think this is the same thing here. White men didn't fucking cause your movie to be bad or do bad. It just did bad. And I'm sure there are reasons, but there's more than one. You know, the funny thing about Rotten Tomatoes is I think it actually helps movies in some ways. Because if if a, if a movie does really bad and it's got like the the famed 0%, zero percent, oh, people are going to be oh. like, oh, we have to see this train wreck. Like, I did not want to see Fallen Kingdom. I saw that trailer. I was like, this looks like fucking garbage. I read the synopsis. I'm like, I'm sorry. What happens in this movie? We need to go see this so we can talk about it for five we, hours. We should go see Gotti. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. 
I've been seeing a weird thing on the internet lately where people, I don't know if there's like been an anniversary or something, but people are bringing up Gladiator and saying it wasn't a good movie or it doesn't hold up. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? That's just patently false. That movie was fucking awesome. You loved that movie. That loved is, that movie. That, that movie was say. awesome. That is on a short list of 4K Blu-rays. You mean 2K Blu-rays? yet to buy. The music was awesome. Oh, that like 10 minute piece from the very beginning, like the battle or something from when they're fighting the uh, the goth, the Visigoths or whatever. Oh, it's great. And yeah, Maximus is like a fucking superhero, but who cares? Oh, who gives? Oh, and like Joaquin Phoenix is like scenery Pure to evil. me now. <laughs> Lena, Lena Headey's in that, right? Is that her? Isn't it? Isn't Are that you his thinking sister? at 300? No, isn't that his sister? No, that's not her. It's a different lady. Really? Yeah, it's not her. Speaking Who's the of, sister? I watched Dread the other night, and it was glorious. No, we still need to talk about Gladiator. To the phones. Yes. Well, because I think what people... Because I've heard this argument, too, that it didn't deserve... It, it won the Oscar. Oh, it was Connie Nielsen. It was Connie. It it won the Oscar in a weak year. Like, there wasn't a lot of good movies that year. Which, okay, fine, whatever. I don't care about that. Gladiator is just a good fucking movie. Like, if Gladiator is on, I'm watching Gladiator. It's a great movie. That's a solid two hours or however the hell long that is. That movie's great! Uh, and I'll tell you, at the end... At the end, exactly when they... going to say. <laughs> when they uh, carry his body out... And they're go- he's going through the field to go meet up with his wife and child again in the afterlife. Is that one of those moments, Alex? If you don't fucking cry, <laughs> you're not a goddamn human being. You have no soul if you don't cry. I like the the very end where is uh, I forget the actor's name, but he goes and he buries the uh, the little oh the black the, guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, uh, no, that movie's just full of like just great. Little moments in yeah, there. Yeah, is that Ridley Scott's last great movie? Uh, did Ridley Scott make Man in Black? Or not, not, not Man on Fire? No, that was his brother. That was a oh. Tony Scott film. Oh, was it? That's a great movie. That is a great movie. We saw that in the theater together. Did we? Yeah. I love That's Man on Denzel, Fire. That's Denzel, right? That was peak Denzel. Doesn't <laughs> he tie the guy to the roof of the car and then he shoves an explosive up his ass? And then he does the cool guys, don't look at explosions, walk away. Oh, that movie's delightful. That movie is awesome, and it's <laughs> tight. Like, there's no wasted scenes in that movie. Oh, it, it, it's like 90 minutes, isn't it? You're like in, you're out. It's great. They don't do if that If that anymore. movie came out today, it'd be like four hours. Because oh. every movie must be an hour too long now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to look here. Uh, did I tell you I saw huh. Solo? No, you didn't. What'd you it think? It sucked. Yeah? <laughs> okay, you know what? It didn't suck. It was okay. It was the worst of the four that have come out in the last four years or whatever it's been. You just, you can't do a Star Wars movie every year. You can't. You, you need a breather. Well, I think... You need to what, build it up. My my view, my view on Solo and why it's done so bad is twofold. One... People didn't want to see anyone but Harrison Ford as Han Solo. And two, I think way more people did not like The Last Jedi than Disney thought. Because if The Last Jedi was a runaway success and people loved it, I think Solo would have done well. 
because they would have because they would have had momentum coming off the last one. I think that's a yeah, that's a fair statement. We need to rewatch it. We were talking about this the other day. We need to rewatch the Last Jedi. I enjoy. You need to, you it. Need to rewatch Rogue One as well. Yeah, no, no I'm good. Rogue One was bad. No, um, you're so wrong. Yeah, no, I'm good. You're so wrong. Good, fine. Uh, we do need to rewatch the Last Jedi though. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think it's telling that I haven't had any desire to rewatch it. Yeah. Because when Force Awakens first came out, I wanted that immediately. Mm-hmm. I wanted the rewatch, but. I don't know. I think it was a flawed movie. I still enjoyed it. I don't think it deserves the shit it gets. I am very interested to see what the idiot fanboys are, are, are when they remake it. I'm, I'm very excited to I, see that. I do think it's very interesting that supposedly all of the um, spinoff movies have been put on hold uh, well, after here's, Solo. Here, here's the other thing, though. I don't care what happened when Han Solo was younger. I don't care what happened when Obi-Wan was younger. I don't care. I don't want to see that. Well, no, expand funny. the story. What's right. funny is all these years it was like, oh, the Han Solo's big claim to fame was like the, what was it, the Kessel Run or whatever mm-hmm. it was called. And then they did that run in this movie and it's like, oh, he flew a ship. <laughs> you know, it's, well, like, you're de- it's like it was nothing. You're demystifying all of the, like, I didn't need to know about that. Your imagination was like, oh, the fucking Kessel Run. I, I don't need to see it because all you're going to do is disappoint me. It's been built up over the course of, what, 40 years at this point? Coming up on 50? Like, mm, I'm good. Not mm-hmm. coming up on 50. What yeah. the fuck am and I talking about? The other thing coming out of that movie, I have to say, um, Amelia Clark, right, is her name from Game of Thrones. We got to stop trying to have a movie career with her. I enjoy her on Game of Thrones. She's good on Game of Thrones. But in general, I think she's a terrible actress. She's so bad in this movie. I don't know that I've seen her in anything else. Did you see the Terminator? Oh, she was no, Terminator. Oh, I did not. I don't know why I watched it. Yeah, I came upstairs one day and he had it on and I'm like, what the fuck? In she, my house? She was bad in that too. Oh, yeah. Well, that movie was like, because there was some interest. Cause, oh, okay, we're trying to do something. And then the trailer they released... Showed everything. And it was like... Well, well that's all true. Uh, big question. Did did they let her use her normal accent or did they force her to do an American accent? I'd have to watch an interview. I don't know what her normal accent is. She's British. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I, I've, I've already... Effect on him. I've already pushed the solo movie out of my mind. I don't even, couldn't even tell you what happened. Alex, what was the last great movie you watched? Um, like in a theater? No, just in yeah, like the first new great movie that you've watched. I'm just curious. Oh boy, I don't watch that many movies. I think it's a hard question. How long ago did that come out? That's like 20 years old. Yeah, but point. I just watched it the other day. Bob's no, I'm, I'm talking Blu-ray about like a new Plyver, experience. What was the last best new movie you saw? Well, I'm trying to think. Like, mm. I, so I saw Infinity War. I saw Deadpool two. I saw Solo. I don't have a strong memory of what I've seen. Solo. Did you see Black Panther. Yeah, Black Panther was okay. Black Panther was upper tier of the Marvel movies. Arrival. Arrival yeah, was great. Arrival, Arrival was, was really a really good. good movie. Oh my god, that was just like <laughs> time hijinks movie. So, but done well. <laughs> Sob fest. No, we just watched Coco. 
I would put Coco oh, in Oh, Coco there. was great. Oh, that was another one. <laughs> oh, back half of that movie, watching it through, like, heaving sobs. <laughs> yeah, I'd have hey, to... Hey, say which one about Pixar. They, they know how to put a movie together. Um... No, Arrival was really good. We should do an episode on Arrival. We should you do know, an episode on Coco, too. I bought the Blu-ray for Akira because it was like $8 on Amazon, and I still haven't sat down to watch it. Did you bring it over here so that someone can see it? You've never seen Akira? We have had no. this conversation several different times. When do you want to watch it? Give me a time and a place. Hey, whatever. I'm always up to watch Akira. I love that movie. Bob, you're you're trapped in this home. Yeah, I am. When would you like to watch Akira? I would say you should definitely watch it. It's one of the seminal anime movies of the. Uh, Have you seen Ghost time. in the Shell? No. He's gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right over there. <laughs> Take a breath. I know. I know. How's the other knee doing? <laughs> I watched Dragon Ball. You were never a big anime guy, though. And were Big you? O. I remember the Big O. That big was, O was good. That was solid. Um, and I've watched Evangelion, and that's really my anime. Evangelion's awesome. Do you remember that one vacation that our families took together that we spent in the hotel room watching Evangelion? Well, the wasn't it Door County? It was Door County. Or and like there's Geneva. nothing to do in Door County, and it was cold, so we were like, "Yeah." I was talking, thanks for the heads up. I, I was talking. I was talking with my dad about Door County the other day, and I was like, why did a people in our family start going there? And what's there to do up there? And the answer is, he doesn't know and nothing. There's stuff to do up there. <laughs> you just go there to relax. Well, that's what a vacation is supposed but to can, be. But, but, aren't there, but why do they drive five hours to go sit somewhere? Aren't there places that are closer where you can do the same thing? There's not even any mountains. So what do you look at? There's no mountains to snowboard on, man. So you haven't watched the Ghost in the Shell TV series either? No. Weren't you in college when that was on? How'd you miss that? Um, I was very, 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 very drunk in college. I yeah, did, so was I. <laughs> I did not have any time to watch television. Like Adult you, Swim, you know that what? was like appointment viewing. I think that Ghost in the Shell TV series is like the standard for how you should write a female lead. Because they don't even ever talk about it on that show that she's a woman. It's just like, she's in charge. She's a badass. Let's go. It's the major. Well, that's the way you do it. That's how they did it on Fury Road. It wasn't all like, oh, Fury. No, it's just she's a fucking badass. Let's like go to the fucking races. We don't have to talk about it. Right. It's always you Bring know on you're the a bad warrior. you know Let's you're a bad this. writer when you have to write scenes to explain your characters. Mm-hmm. Show don't tell. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is Especially the other, okay. This is the other movie. thing. I just thought about this. I wanted to bring this up. It's so funny. I was watching this year's E3. How you know for like ever, forever, there was always the marketing guy at every video game company who would be like. We can't do a female lead. They don't sell. It's the same thing like with movies, you know. Mm-hmm. We can't do female leads. They don't sell. It's never going to work. We're just wasting money. And now after watching the C3, I realized every same marketing guy walks into work and he goes, 
We have to do female leads. It's the hot thing. Me too. Female lead, female lead, female lead. You have to. I actually <laughs> laughed when Ubisoft was like, you can play as a chick now in the new Assassin's Creed. I, I do think it would be pretty amazing um, if Bethesda got uh, Jennifer Hale to do Starfield for whatever it's going to be. They should. They absolutely That would be should. a smack in the face. <laughs> Why doesn't she get more work? She should be in everything. She should be like, she spoke up. She should be like Nolan North. No, yeah. She when the union stuff was going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she got blacklisted. Probably not blacklisted. She's but, still in stuff, but not. Or to maybe the amount or that maybe she her be. rate is too high. Could be. I bet her rate went way up after Mass Effect. I've got that Akira song stuck in my head now from the beginning of the movie. During the uh What do you what are you guys doing tomorrow? Yard work, unfortunately. I mean, Throw I'll be nothing. I'll be in here because I can't go out, can't bend. So I'm gonna go out and melt. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the neighbors did offer to use their children as slave labor. Oh, no. just saying. You need to get like a wheelchair, Bob. Oh, you need a rascal. just go full cripple. <laughs> We'll wheel you out there, and then you hey. can wheel yourself around and pick up leaves. Hey, you you since, should definitely bring over Akira at some point. We need to make that, a, that since, a, an evening. Since we are talking about movies, there's one more thing on my list. I did actually have a list tonight um, that I wanted to bring up. And I'm just going off memory, Bob. I'm a fucking professional. Professionals take notes. Do they? Uh, so, uh, so you saw the movie pass thing, right? Where... This company, you pay ten bucks a month, and you can go sure. see, yeah, like as many movies as you can cram in, and it makes no financial sense whatsoever. They're probably going to go under. Now AMC's doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. Similar, not the same. It's twenty dollars a month, so it's twice as much, um, and it gets you three, Isn't it three a week, three a week of any type, IMAX, whatever. Right. Who's going to three movies a week though? That's the thing with all of these. They're only for lunatics. <laughs> but, so you would have... Basically, you have to go to two movies a month to make it worth Sorry. your while. Which well, you would go to the cheap theaters, it's more than that, but you won't, so... Yeah, well, you know, go fuck yourself. But you listen to our Deadpool episode. He was very down on AMC in that episode. He's oh. down on all theaters, but he's still gonna go. They got him. No, I'm not. This is why I built this bomb-ass <laughs> home theater... I'm watching movies here. We're going to see Fallen Kingdom because it's going to be terrible. Okay. I have a story about this exact same situation. So the other night, Dong and I are playing a game of hockey against each other. Mm -hmm. And there's a third person in the party playing something else just listening. And Dong's so mad. He's losing. He's on a fucking rant. He's yelling. He's screaming. I hate effing video games. I'm never going to play effing video games again. I'm selling my Xbox. The third person in the party, like this, just total deadpan goes, you'll be on tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed out loud as well. Well, it's like those people that were like, oh, I didn't get the results I wanted. I'm I'm canceling the network. Fuck you. You're watching Raw tomorrow. Shut up. They got you. I do think everyone should be canceling the network and putting that $10 towards NJPW World. I just bet that anyway. It's awesome. Or cancel one and get the other. I'm glad you, you know what? I'm glad you brought up MoviePass. How, how much I, did the sound system cost you? So shut up. Completely unrelated. 
What were you saying, Alex? I'm glad you brought up MoviePass because I want to talk about Xbox Game Pass. Ah, uh, yes. Because they did a sale on Amazon for like a week or two. It was like two weeks where you could essentially buy as many of as cards as you wanted. That would be six months for thirty dollars, and six months of Game Pass would normally be sixty, so it was half it's off. Ten a month, right? Yeah. Right. And at ten a month, it's kind of like eh, I don't know. Is it worth it? At 30 for six months, it's worth it. Because I got it and I started playing like State of Decay 2. And that alone, that one game alone would have been $30. And now I've got Game Pass for six months for the same price. And it's like, you know, other games are going to come out in that time frame. Forza Horizon 3 is going to come out. And that's going to be under the same subscription. This Game Pass thing, I mean... Especially at that price. It's like a no-brainer. I have to imagine eventually the price is going to go up. I don't know. I think it's because you're getting revenue from people who maybe wouldn't have otherwise have otherwise purchased the game. But you're also losing the revenue from people who definitely would have. Okay, but here's the thing, Bob. But I think if you really wanted it, you would, you would buy it because you lose it after a month, right? Or how does it work? Well, it's $10 a month. No, no, I mean the game. Are certain things only on it for the month, or are they on it forever? What do you mean? Like State of Decay 2. That's always going to be on Game Pass. Interesting. Well, there are some games that will. Some games rotate in and out, but Microsoft's first party is always going to stay on Game Pass. Interesting. They've committed to that. Hmm. So, no, it's definitely... I mean, I would argue even even at... um, even at $10 a month, it's worth it. You know, that's 120 bucks a year. That's two, two physical copies right. of games. And keep in mind, by the way, I game share. So it's actually half of what I'm saying. Right. So it's even cheaper. It's 250 a month. Right. It, yeah, it, it's nothing. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy, it's a great, it's a great deal if you're, if you're playing. I, I argued for my brother to get it because. It would be excellent for him. Right. It, it would give, it gives you exposure to games you wouldn't necessarily want to try. Well, then you're well, not running out and spending $60 on Skyrim and then being like, oh, oh, this, this is, is terrible. Um, yeah, no, it's absolutely a fantastic deal. It, it's mind-boggling that, that, that it's a viable model compared to everything else. And I do know retailers are furious about it. Well, here's the thing, though. I think because Game Pass is sort of like free marketing for Microsoft in some ways because... When a game comes out that normally maybe people weren't that interested in, when they get online and suddenly all their friends who have Game Pass are playing fill in the blank, now even now either they get Game Pass because they want to play it or they outright buy the game. Well, and I think a lot of people are outright buying the game because when Phil Spencer did his interview with Giant Bomb for E3 that he always does every year, he specifically said Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2, even though they came out on Game Pass, both outsold their internal projections. And that's taking into account they're on Game Pass Day 1. And then what I saw the other day was the NPDs came out for uh, June, or no, May or June, something like that. Probably May, May June's not yeah, over Yeah, it might have been part of June as well, but it was probably May. And NPD is just based off money made on the game. It's not sales it's money made and state of decay is a 30 dollar game not 60 state of decay made the most money of any game in may 
And that was on Game Pass. Hmm. So it outsold God of War. It outsold everything. So um, that goes to show you this I'm, game, the Game Pass might be making games sell better. Well, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think you're grabbing people that otherwise wouldn't have gotten it. I do also think there's another component to it of, uh, you know, as, as we time moves on, uh, microtransactions are becoming better, uh, bigger. Uh, Free to play is becoming uh, bigger. I think we're you're with Game Pass. You're probably going to start seeing a a move to a model where you pay a fairly not not free but cheap to play, and then you're it's subsidized the remainder of it through microtransactions. Yeah, because I I don't think you're you're ever going to get like a like a big title a truly big title, um with tons of development with with a first party storyline as free to play but you can get you, you can cut the price and get all the microtransactions yeah game pass is very interesting though and games with gold is kind of the same theory in a way because they kind of make you play games sometimes that you might not have otherwise and then you might gain a customer like for me with games with gold with super mega baseball 2 I would have never bought that. And now I know, like, oh, this is, like, a great game. And, and I really Mega like ba- it. Um, when uh, when number three, three comes out, right. I'm going to be, like, on it. I'm right there. Yeah. And so that's where Games with Gold really creates customers where there weren't ones before. If yeah. your game is good. Right. Obviously. Well, that's the thing. If it's something that people want. Right. And it's, it's the same thing with Game Pass. I would have not. I was not going to get State of Decay 2. And when they did that, I saw that deal on Amazon, and they were doing, if you hadn't subscribed to Game Pass before, you get a month for a dollar. And so, and then when you first subscribe to Game Pass, if you let them turn auto renewal on, you get a month free, and then you can just turn it off anyway. And so it's like, we got like eight months for like $31. Right, I mean. And we're splitting that. Right, it's nothing. I got uh, one more gaming-related thing I missed on my list. I missed something, too. Kingdom yeah. Hearts got a release date, finally. The Smile date time! Of, happy the release hour! Date is a lie. You're a lie! It was, it's weird how their different areas in that game look so different, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like a completely different game. That's why it took so fucking long to develop. All right, so I think this has got to be the last thing because I think Bob the dog really needs to go out. But I've read today. Well, last thing and then, re- uh, yeah. Um, then we got to close it out. Well, yeah. But I read today uh, a rumored, big rumor here that Google wants to enter the console race. Why? Why would I don't know? Why would you do that at this point? It, it's it's a triopoly. It's really a biopoly with a Nintendo like add on, but yeah, Switch kind of doing their own thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what there is to say about it. I mean, I'd have to see the product. I'd have to see the business model. Yeah, I mean, they could they could come out with just can like, you draw third party publishers in? Right. You could come out with a bomb ass system at a great price, and you know potentially be great, but they have no history of it. Um, 
the the established com- uh, market is so solid, right? Like, and it's not to say you can't do it. I mean, Microsoft came in with the Xbox, and you know they burst onto the scene. When did the Xbox come out? The first one, early two thousands, maybe. Well, that was when Sega had bowed out of the console market, though. Yeah. So there was a whole. Yeah, there was filled. an opening. Yeah. Right. There's no opening I mean, here. I think it's pretty because Dreamcast was probably pretty well and dead by the time the xbox came and out. who wants to fragment the market anymore when there's already you know sony being a pain in the ass about crossplay? like you well you, that just only makes sense i mean why would you share your player base with oh yeah consoles? i have no i actually have no problem with it i think it's I think you funny let people know that that's the case don't just lock people's Don't lock Fortnite's people accounts. Out of their accounts. That's, well, that's, the, that's the problem is when you're locking accounts to your platform, that's bullshit. But crossplay itself, I understand why they're not doing. Oh, that. I understand that, but you need to you need to tell the consumer what you're doing. But I but no, like why would you why would you want to fragment your base anymore? I think it's crazy. But all right, well that's all I had. Yeah. Did you have anything, Erica? Oh, no, I was just going to say, are you down for watching BoJack? New season yeah, comes yeah, out in, whenever. like, September. Well, like I said, after we do the, after we finish up the challenge. Sure, so. sure. Cool. I'm just curious as to what he thinks. Oh! Did you have any thoughts on the Chris Hardwick, Chloe, Di- Chloe Dykstra thing? What, what do you think my thoughts are, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting the way it's developing. I haven't really been following it. Um, I'll just say what I always say. I, I tend to believe the women and I was never a huge, not like this matters at all, but I, it, Chris Hardwick was kind of a, a non-entity to me. I didn't really give a shit about like the Nerdist or anything I've like that. I've never listened to him or seen him on anything, so I have no opinion of him. Yeah. I mean. Has there been something, uh, new developments? Well, I just thought it was, so here's my thing. When she wrote the original article, I mean, first of all, acting like she's surprised that it got picked up and people knew who it was is hilarious. Well, that's just like you're being an asshole. Like you knew it was you knew what was going to happen. That's I. It was an unlisted article on Medium. Get the fuck out of here. No, but it was you. Yes, of course, this was going to happen. Right. So, but I think that. you sh- you should speak up. You know, you but... can absolutely. Here's my one thing sure. is. At the end of it, I forget exactly how it was worded, but she says, like, it was basically like, oh, just apologize because I have evidence and you won't like the evidence or something like that being out there. And it's like, okay, well, he came out. He pretty much denied it. You said you had evidence. (laughs) You know, don't put that out there if you don't want to release it. I don't remember that part of the article. It's right at the end. And, um... I'll find it later and I'll show it to you. But oh, I believe. And you then there's it. and then there's the other thing that the last thing I saw about it was two women. I think like one was in like a seven year relationship with him, and the other was in like a four year relationship with him. And they both came out and said they never experienced anything like this. Now, assuming they're telling the truth, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't though. mean it didn't happen. I'm not. Ta- I'm absolutely not saying that. My only thing is normally these are very he said she said, and that's mm-hmm. is what it is. Unless you have some sort of corroboration. And she's saying she has evidence. He's denying it. You know, you don't get to say you have evidence and then just not release it. Uh, It comes back to a big part of just our... You know, obviously this is being tried in the court of public opinion. 
And as far as I know, I mean, I, granted, I haven't been like hella following it or anything. I thought it had kind of fallen out of the. Well, I didn't realize. People well, were still talking I mean, about here's it. the thing. He, you know, he the accusation came out. He was immediately dropped from everything. Um, so if you don't have something to back that up, like, are you just angry at him or what's, was there something that actually happened? I mean, that's, that's the problem with this, like, and, and just, that's the problem with just believing what the woman says is the other side of it. We know factually that most of the time it's probably true, but so. There's, I would say there's still the majority due process. of the time it is true. What so here's what say, she Alex? says at the end. To the man who tried to ruin my future, a sincere and heartfelt apology could have made my last four years of hell a lot easier. The person I used to date would try to sue me due to pride. I would not recommend it. I have audio video that will support and prove many of the things I've stated in the past in this post. I've chosen not to include it for your sake and the hopes that the person you've become will do the right thing. So she's basically threatening him right there. And if you're going to say that and he's going to deny it Sorry, at that point, leg. that's fine. At that point, you know, you know what? You got to release what you have. I mean, unless you're anticipating uh, I mean, a lawsuit. If, I mean, I mean, cause, well, that's the thing. I think if, you know, he's he stands behind it, you know, he should sue her for that evidence to to either prove or deny it. But if he isn't, doesn't that say something as well? I don't know. It depends. I think it's a situation where if he loses those jobs permanently, he probably will sue. If he if he believes he's innocent, who knows? If he doesn't believe he's innocent and he thinks she actually has evidence, and he, he probably won't. But if he keeps his jobs, maybe at that point, it's like, why go through the hassle? No. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of tired though of the, well, you either believe the man or you believe the woman. I think you just need to be impartial. And I think that seems unfair because so long people just believe the man. Well, people dismiss the woman outright. Right. But that doesn't mean you should just go the other way and just believe the woman. I'm I'm more, I'm more of the, I just don't believe anybody. <laughs> That's just my like opinion. on You got to give general. me some evidence. That's fine. I believe the women. But you can't. Because I think it takes a lot to come out and you make your life a living hell when you do. And people aren't going to do that just for shits and giggles. Nobody's doing that just to be like, I want attention. But I think some people do. It's unlikely. It's like anything else. It's unlikely. No, it is. Very unlikely. But. All right. Anything else, Alex? I'm feeling great. And we're good. Done. Erica, are you done? Yep. Bob the dog, please come here and hug me. Hold me tight.
This has been a Puma Knife production.